It's time for the Morning Brief with Tim Hudak. He's the former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, John Moore. Well, the weekend began appallingly. I think I got up and I took a look at Twitter and I thought something's going on, snapped on the television, and it was it was just an absolute savage massacre. Yeah, we had the exact same shock uh, awakening to what was happening uh, outside. We had been having a lovely Thanksgiving weekend. It was Miller that raised the alarm bells what was happening in, in Israel. I, I can't. You can't even imagine, you know, what what that would be like. You're you're celebrating. It's the holiday, right? Sukkot, which is a bit of a Thanksgiving celebration, also a recognition of the Jews escaping slavery in in Egypt. You're there with family, and then armed gunmen burst through your door, get pounce on a, on a music festival, take hostages, drag girls and seniors away as hostages, and and just kill people on the spot with their guns. I, I cannot even imagine with that sense of invasion, the sense of loss, the sense of, of anger. You know, I remember being on the um, Israel-Lebanon border uh, some time ago when I was in in politics, and while well, this is Hamas to the north, there's a Hezbollah flag flying, and, and it struck me how vulnerable Israel is. It's right across the border on those sides. People sworn to their elimination, the eradication of the country, the Jewish people. Uh, unbelievable, John, and and good for Israel in responding in this kind of defense when that kind of terrorist massacre occurs, which which is really proportionally larger than 9-11 was on the Americans. Well, it's the largest, if I was reading the point somebody was making, it was the largest murder massacre killing of Jews since the end of the Holocaust in one day. Uh, un- un- unbelievable. And I, I got to tell you, John, that when I-, when I saw the images of people celebrating on, on overpasses in the pub in, in Mississauga, my-, my heart stopped, my-, my gut sank. And then I tried to explain that to my daughter. She's saying, like, why are those people celebrating this this kind of massacre? Unbelievable. And I hope you see no, no Canadian politicians participating in this uh, glorification of terrorism. Well, and I had to find myself wondering if uh, QP had been hacked. Um, but apparently that was a legit um, tweet, which said something like, the ri- what was it? The resistance is rising. I thought, this is what happens when you have a collective bargaining union that is then run by people who turn it into some sort of a political instrument. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It's shocked in in, in seeing that uh, as well. That is way way beyond what a, uh, a largely public sector union should be doing. I've, hopefully, people are, are fired for that. Hopefully, members would be uh, outraged. And that I just I think reinforces a point that that I've always stood for. Union dues are there for collective bargaining, there for workplace issues, not getting involved in political disputes, particularly particularly exercising that god awful judgment to let to hit send when they put that on Twitter. So Toronto City Council tomorrow will pick up a few files, including the uh, pilot project of drinking in 27 Toronto parks. That pilot actually came to an end yesterday, Tim, so everyone's got to put their beer back into a paper bag. <laughs> yeah, paper bags <laughs> come out as we hit the fall. I mean, Toronto in so many ways can be a, a wonderfully modern city, an attractive place to live, people coming from you know across Canada and the world, but man, we're reminded sometimes of that 
terrible stew of our Victorian era past and bureaucracy. I mean, come on, John. So it was a two-month experiment. They had a grand total over the two months of, of two complaints. Yeah. There were no chaos, no riots, and this is now on a slow roll. So now that that is done, they're going to do a survey beginning October 16th, and then a report back in the first quarter of 2024. I mean, geez, let's just get on with it, allow it across the city, and Let's shed some of these roots and just let people have a drink, a glass of wine in the park, and be civilized. Well, we need to determine, I think, if it led to dancing. Yeah, I suppose that's it's it's footloose all over again. I mean, Toronto is run amok. You know, I, I, I've shared some of these stories. I remember when I was a consumer minister and I brought in the ability uh, to have a glass of wine or a beer in a movie theater. They would be, you know, sort of adults only. They're the proper age to do so. And I remember some of my colleagues saying that teenagers are going to get hammered in the back of the room and cause this disruption of what a terrible idea is going to cost us the government, John Moore. But, man, you see what a pop costs in a theater. I don't think teenagers are exactly going to buy their, their booze there. And now it's become routine. Let's just get on with it. So it's been discovered that at least 10 downtown condo buildings have 50 or more more Airbnb VRBO rentals, basically. And, you know, I, would, I really don't think I would want to live at the ICE condo building where almost 20% of the units are being treated like a hotel. Yeah, I suppose so. I'm, I'm always a bit skeptical at the same time. I mean, the, the, this watchdog is a, a collection of, uh, of hotel uh, unions. Uh, I think the hotels themselves and some some activists. So I'm always, a, a, you know, a, a bit skeptical about what these stats have to say. Look, I, I'm actually a fan of of Airbnb. I, I I mean, I enjoy it as a consumer, but it's also a way for people who own properties to to pay down the rent uh, faster, to to invest in properties and to Im- improve them. Do we need more rentals uh, in in the city in the province of Ontario? You know, absolutely. So there's studies on both sides of the issue about the actual impact that Airbnb has on on long-term rentals. But the obstacle here is not to shut down Airbnb and take away that choice from, from homeowners or from tourists. It's actually to get more rental properties built to knock down some of the outdated rules, the stand-up to NIMBY forces that object to apartment buildings because they don't like those people moving into the neighborhood. The, the root of the problem is not Airbnb. It's actually clearing the way for more purpose-built rentals and more choices in homes to have rentals in our province. Okay, I realize we've been to this well a few times, but Ottawa apparently is reviewing the virtual citizenship ceremonies after a petition came in, and Ottawa is being urged to pull the plug, which I think they should. No, just stop it. Ter- ter- terrible terrible idea you know in my mind's eye i i had many opportunities to to attend and to participate in in citizenship uh, ceremonies when i was an mpp in my mind's eye john i, I picture 20 valley a public school in in vineland ontario and being there as new canadians you know put their right hand up and and took took the oath and became canadian citizens and the applause from the students from kindergarten to grade eight, the celebration, the, the cheering, and, and a look on the faces of, of, of welcome and happiness from, from our new citizens. It brings tears to your eyes to see that citizenship is meaningful. meaningful. It, it, it counts. It's an honor. It should be something cherished. People seek this from around the world, and, and therefore it should require a ceremony. It should have some effort involved. I think this idea is a terrible idea and should be relegated to the trash heap of bad government ideas in history. Yeah, and I know that some some people argue, well, I'm a factory worker. I would have to take the morning off to go to my citizenship ceremony. But I'm thinking, are you going to get married on Zoom? 
it's a good it's a good equivalent and i mean what what boss would would not allow that maybe some protections should put in place like you know going to vote or re- remembrance day but i mean come on this notion that rural residents uh, are objecting i've seen them i've represented a riding of small towns they are thrilled to become canadians to have that document in hand to do it as a group to celebrate with existing canadians i think this is bureaucracy that's looking to cut down costs and dehumanize what is an important celebration scrap it thanks a lot good to have you sir have a great day that's the morning brief with tim hudak